So on Morris, in Morris County, and that is a bastion of Republicans. No Democrat has won a countywide election there since 1973. So the support of the county party and the coveted organization line is is critical to anyone who wants to run for public office. Morris County had a convention on Friday night to award their line in two congressional districts where Democratic members of Congress are potentially vulnerable. That's Tom Malinowski and, and Mikey Sherrill, and, and for three seats uh, on the County Board of Commissioners. Uh, in that commissioner race, one of the incumbents, Tom Mastrangelo, lost. That was an upset. He will not have the organization line. The winners were were uh, the nine-term incumbent, Doug Cabana, former freeholder Christine Myers, and Sarah Nybart. She is a, a young rising star in New Jersey politics. She's Mendham Township committee woman, former mayor. But the real news there was that the two congressional races went to a second ballot. And a little bit after midnight, it was about six hours after people arrived, delegates were sent home and told there's going to be another vote soon. Uh, I'm I'm joined by Republican strategist Dan Scharfenberger, who is the campaign manager for Tom Kane. Kane, former Senate minority leader, is the front runner in the race to uh, pick up an opponent for Malinowski in the in the seventh district. Dan, welcome back. Great to be here, David. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. What happened in Morris County on on Friday night? Yeah, you know, it, it's really a bummer that the machines weren't able to to do the whole job. I mean. Uh, by, by our efforts, by the efforts of so many other campaigns, whether it be on the commissioner's level or those uh, in the 11th district. I mean, we had outstanding turnout. And I think it just speaks so highly of the enthusiasm that we have on the Republican side going to 2022, which is a big deal for us in the Kane campaign. And you know what? We're going we're to get this right. I, I mean, that, that's why uh, runoff was necessary at another day. I mean, it had gone on for so many hours that fairness will be the only thing that, to dictate uh, the outcome of this race and, and how we go about that. We will do a runoff. Uh, we're going to do hugely well in that race. So, so let me go through these numbers. I mean, King got 48 votes. Uh, John Henry Eisman, uh, second place, 36 votes. That's 45%, so about 5% less, it was 5% less than what he needed to just capture a first first ballot victory. Uh, Eric Peterson got 23 votes, and Phil Rizzo got got 20 votes. Uh, let me ask you first, I'm sure you, you've seen it. I, I watched a, a, a video on social media of Rizzo's attorney uh, questioning the integrity of this election. Uh, you know, it was, it, was, it was in a way sort of a, a stop the steal kind of message. Is, 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 that, is that fair, what, what the Rizzo campaign is saying? No, not at all. Phil Rizzo's a pretty clueless candidate. I don't think he has any idea what he's doing. Uh, and so we don't pay attention to a lot of what him or the team that he pieces together says. And, and you know what? A lot of good things were done at the convention, and everybody really – a huge effort, whether it be the chairwoman, the, the credential committee, and all the volunteers that made this possible really did an outstanding job. And you know what? It was the machines that just weren't able uh, in a practical way to get the job done at the end of the day. I mean, David, there were hundreds – of delegates there. Uh, this is a big process. It takes a lot of time. Um, so I, I think it's really unfair to, to, to blame it on uh, kind of a stealing effort or anything like that. And when you, you talk about kind of the, the crowded primary field and, and how these votes turn out, um, yes, we got 45% in a, in a field of four candidates. So we were by far the top vote getter. And that's a really big deal. And this is our first rodeo, David. I mean, just well, it wasn't that far. Ago. It was 12 votes. It was 48 to 36. That's not in, in terms of people out of 106 
people that that cast their ballots. That's not that's not a huge lead. Right, right. And, and Tom King came in first place where we were only about five points below exactly where it needed to be to get this thing done in short order. It'll take us a little longer, but we will get it done. And this is our first rodeo. I mean, we did two ballots in Eric Peterson's home county in Honorton, and uh, we, we did it the right way all in one night. And not only did we win and come in first place by far in a crowded field, but we beat Eric Peterson head-to-head in his own county. Um, so we're, we're going to do the same thing again here in Morris later this week. And, and you in Morris County, I mean, it's, it's Laura Ali is the county chair. She is uh, this is her second convention since Morris had a line. She is uh, 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 a lot of people view her very highly as, 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 a, as a bright star in the Republican Party. Uh, but I, I got to tell you one thing, and, and this is I mean, this goes back to my old county committee days, 40 something years ago. Uh, here's what I don't get is is uh, our reporter, Joey Fox, was was up there last night, as you know, in Morris County for over six hours. And he said after the first ballot. A lot of people went home. These are county committee people. These are people that are elected to represent the Republicans in their voting district, the most local of local politics. What are they thinking? What are people how do they how do they just pick up and leave before the voting is over? Well, listen, that's why we take this process so seriously. And I I, I know I've been around county committee for for quite a few years now. They do take their position very seriously. That's why it was so important that we take this runoff date at a separate time. Uh, you know, very seriously, make sure we get this right. I mean, these folks want to engage. They they want to be part of the process. They want to make sure that they get this decision, an extraordinarily important decision. It can't be done by by the the one percent or, or the, the remnants of a, an empty room. It's got to be done by uh, everybody participating in the process. That that's what we're focused on. And I, I know Morris County GOP is focused on the same thing. We're we're going to get it done right. I promise. I'm speaking with Dan Scharfenberger, Republican strategist, who is Tom Kane Jr.'s campaign manager. Is there a date for the new vote yet? Have they set it? Uh, we, we, we don't. We are in discussions with Morris GOP. Well, I'll just have that information shortly. And, Dan, I mean, I, you know, I, as, as you know, I've, I've been watching these things very, very closely over, over a lot of time. It, it has, it's never been uh, a clear and easy path for the Canes. I mean, I... I uh, I worked on on uh, Senator Kane's dad's campaign for Congress in 1974. I, I was I was 13 years old, and uh, uh, then Assembly Minority Leader Kane lost that primary by 83 votes to Millicent Fenwick, who who went on to be an absolutely legendary figure in American politics. But that was a close one, and I, and I looked it up. I was not around for Congressman Robert Kane's first campaign in 1938. I'm not that old, uh, but I went and I looked it up because I recalled it was close. He won that primary by 713 votes. Is that is that really what we're looking for? Is it just, we're looking at? It's just it's just not easy to walk into the U.S. House of Representatives? Well, look, it, 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 is, it is not easy, and Tom Kane is the type of guy uh, who has been in tough races, not only of, of his own, but helping out in tough races only up and down the ballot and uptown the state. Uh, for his entire career. And somebody like John Eisman, I mean, I don't know where he's been. Uh, he just kind of came around the corner in, in 2022. But when times were tough, when political environments were good, bad, majority, minority, uh, it's, you know, nowhere to be found. But Tom Kane was on the front lines every step of the way. Uh, so Tom Kane is very well prepared for this fight, uh, whether it be the primary or the general election. He's going to win in November. And, and speaking with Dan Scharfenberger, Republican strategist, so, so I want... I, 
I want to ask you to just just move from the seventh next door to the eleventh for a second, where where you're you're not working. Uh, this is the, the race to pick a Mikey Sherrill opponent. Uh, County Commissioner Typhoon Selen also in a runoff with Larry Kasha, who has been around a long time. He's former Kinalon Council President, Republican State Committeeman. Uh, one of the things that I, I look at is is there's a guy named Toby Anderson who who admittedly I'm, I mean I'm having flashbacks to Ed Durr all of a sudden of of this this strong showing by somebody that I have hardly followed. This is a U.S. Army veteran making his first race for office. He ran a really strong race. He got a, you know 113 votes. He came within five votes of making that runoff. What's what's going on in the eleventh? Well, David, I can tell you what I saw in that convention room last night, both in the 7th and the 11th. It was all the school politics. It was the handshaking. It was the eye contact. Uh, it was the advocating on behalf of your candidate and your campaign uh, you know, to get them across the finish line. And, yeah, the, the 11th district did have more candidates than we were dealing with um, in the 7th, so I think the vote split goes a little further there. Um, but at the end of the day, and by a close margin, the, the two highest uh, candidates did advance to the second ballot. Um, and I, I think this, uh, the other candidates who are not on the second ballot are going to play an important role in deciding who that victor is ultimately. I, I think they do. They have built up a, a large base of support. That's going to make a real difference in that campaign. I mean, you, you're, you're leading me back to your race in the seven. But one of the things I noticed at the Hunterdon convention is on the second ballot, the people that had voted for uh uh, John Eisman and, and uh, Rob Trugman, I think he got two votes. But but those those votes that you didn't get on the first ballot, they broke two to one for Kane. Uh, I mean, literally, you know, 12 and six. Is that is that something you're expecting now on, on a second ballot? No, you know what? The Hunter County Republican Convention, uh, I mean, it was probably one of the most outstanding performances of, of any kind of out-of-county candidate uh, against the home county candidate really an extraordinary thing somebody who's represented the county for the better part of two decades uh loses on his home turf um and there's an old saying that kind of if you can't win your home turf you're toast and um that's what we did we did it in a crowded field we did it head to head that's exactly what we're going to do again here uh, no matter how the math shakes out and, and we, speaking, we have a lot of folks coming from other campaigns towards ours i can tell you that i'm speaking with dan scharfenberger republican strategist and, and last year this has nothing to do with tom came but last year you spent a lot of time in south jersey you ran the senate republican campaign committee you won races in 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 the atlantic county district beat steve sweeney uh beat dawn Diego. uh I think South Jersey is a battleground for Republicans coming up. And, and yesterday, the New Jersey Globe broke the story that the mayor of Monroe Township, second largest town in Gloucester County, Mayor Rich DeLucia, has switched parties. Uh, how important is it that that Democratic local a Democratic local official like that is switching? I, I think it's hugely important. I think you might see a lot more of that. I mean, the tide has completely turned in South Jersey. The Republican surge. Uh, is, is is nothing to write off. Whether you saw how close the results were in the fourth district, and we're going to be hugely competitive there next year. Uh, but we were able to beat back uh, ten, fifteen, twenty million dollars of combined money throughout South Jersey on the Democratic side uh, for a clean sweep of of all these seats, both in the Senate and the General Assembly. Um, so South Jersey is not only hugely important to Republicans in the state of New Jersey. Um, but locally, I think you're going to see a lot more folks seeing the tide turning in the Democratic Party and joining the Republican Party. 
Well, I have been speaking with Dan Scharfenberger, Republican strategist, campaign manager for Tom Kane Jr. in New Jersey's 7th District. Dan, as always, thanks for coming on. Thank you, David. Thank you. And I will be right back with John Henry Eisman, a Republican congressional candidate in New Jersey's 7th District. You're not going to want to miss what he has to say. This is David Wildstein. I'm the editor of the New Jersey Globe, and you are listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC.